In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. July 3rd, 2015 was a quiet night in Bardstown, Kentucky. Crystal Rogers was at home with her children and her boyfriend, Brooks Hook, and as he recalls it, she was playing games on her phone when he went to bed for the night. The following morning, however, she vanished into thin air. A few days later, her car was found abandoned on a parkway with the keys in the ignition and her belongings inside. The attention of police naturally turned to her boyfriend, Brooks, but after questioning him and conducting an investigation, Crystal's disappearance still remains a mystery. Today, five years later, the FBI is finally signaling that we might get some answers about Crystal's fate. Will the culprit for her untimely disappearance finally face justice? Betches Media presents... Not another true crime podcast. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine. And I'm Danny Murphy. And you know we're your partners in wine, crime, and time. And we'll be in your ear for the next hours that are talking about Crystal and beyond. Yes. Actually, Before not beyond. Before we get into this, I wanted to talk about briefly about the Delphi murders just because a lot of people are DMing us. It seems like they have got a suspect. Yes. I've been seeing that on the blogs. And by blogs, I mean our Facebook page and the <laughs> DMs. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. I feel like when we covered the case... Our, our sort of take was they're going to find this person. Somebody knows something and it's just a matter of that person speaking out. So it does seem like hopefully some dots have been connected and some scumbags going to prison. I hope so. Yeah. Cause it really does feel like there is a concrete answer there and we need some more closure in 2021. We do. <laughs> we do. And I mean, this case does also have, have some of those hopeful vibes it's not like it's not one of those ones that we cover where we're just like, we have no fucking clue. Like Bryceless Pizza is one of those where I'm just like, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? So a Crystal Rogers. Yeah. Just- I mean, this is one that I, I feel like we always get DMs about this one. So we figured it was finally time to dive in. It's it's pretty interesting. And it. Yeah, it, it's pretty interesting. I'm hoping it'll get resolved soon. I here's hoping. So here is the deal. Crystal lived in Bardstown, Kentucky, which is a super small town. She was previously married, but then left her husband and then started dating Brooks Houck, who she lived with. And she had five children. One was with Brooks and the rest. And that was their two-year-old son, Eli. The rest were with her ex-husband. And Crystal went missing on July 3rd, 2015. She was last seen at a Walmart on camera around 4.30. Um, That was the last time she was seen on camera. Her boyfriend, Brooks, was the last person supposedly to see her alive. Um, 
and it was at the home that they shared. So here's like the sketchiness. I mean, obviously, you know what we say, right? It's always the, the husband or the boyfriend or a man who's who's using Candy Crush as his alibi. <laughs> like dead ass. This so this guy basically has this very like convoluted story about going to his farm and we'll get to him in a sec. Um, but he his basic claim is that he saw Crystal around midnight and she was playing a game on her phone. And then when he woke up the next morning, both she and her car were gone. You know what's weird about this too? That he's like, I saw her playing a game. Was she in bed on the couch? Like he's not really giving a lot of details. Like I think he said they were in bed. In bed? Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So so that's that's that. And what's kind of weird is I, I was watching Oxygen has a good, I think it's like a five-part special on this disappearance. So I was I was watching that. Hashtag research during work hours. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching too much circle. I'm verbally hashtagging things. <laughs> but so basically, they Crystal, like they first started noticing that Crystal wasn't answering texts. I think her daughters noticed it first. They asked their grandma. Her grandma tried to get a hold of her, wasn't hearing from her. So Sherry, who's Crystal's mom, ended up reporting her missing two days later on July 5th. Two days later. Yeah. Well, I think it was because, you know, you don't necessarily talk to your your daughter every day, but mm -hmm. for the grandma, I guess, yeah. you know. But there's someone who could have. Yeah. For her kids to not be in touch with her, I think they were like obviously worried. And then it was just a matter of like calling around to various family members and stuff. So then later on that, actually that afternoon on July 5th, a relative found crystals maroon impala along the bluegrass parkway it had flat tire the keys were still in it and also her phone and her purse were in the car hmm. now this is weird because if you have a flat tire you're gonna call triple a you're gonna call someone like that's obvious and also this is and it's not like one of those like older cases where it's like a cell phone. You're, this is 2015. You're at that point, your cell phone is glued to your hip. You're not going to leave without that. You know what I mean? And also you're not going to like walk around if she had to like get gas or like get a new tire. She also needs her wallet for that. So she would have right. her purse. Right. If you need help, you're going to take your phone. You're going to take your purse or your wallet or like whatever. At very least the phone. I think we can establish that we, um, have a phone addiction. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I feel. Yes. Um, also, Crystal was apparently a really cautious driver, according to her family. So they thought this was weird. They actually don't think that she was ever in the car, but there's been no sign of her or her body anywhere. So it does raise some questions. Jesus. Some flags. But there's been no sign of her or her body anywhere. So it's really just a mystery for now. Building a mystery, as Sarah McLaughlin would say. Yes, for now. So let's get into this boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Our man, Brooks Hauk. And listen, let me just say, what have we said about gateway names? Brooks, Burke. Don't mm. fucking trust him. I'm, I'm just, and also even his last name, Hauk. Hauk, did you do it's it? It's spelled like Hauk. Hauk. And it's, I literally put a note in our outline because they said it so many times in the Oxygen documentary that I was oh. like, all right, fine. I'm going to get this asshole's name right. I know. Oh, without a doubt, I'm going to get it wrong halfway through. So it was even yeah. yeah. So I guess I do still feel like I need to preface this. Like this town is small as fuck. I feel like we should look up the population. Ooh. Jorge is going to do that. And then we are going to oh, report okay. back. But it's a small ass town. 
And Brooks was kind of well known. So they actually first met because she was renting a room from him. I think his family like owned a lot of property. And then they started dating. She also, according to some of her family members in the Oxygen documentary, was like working for him in some capacity, but I'm not really sure what. Let me jump in here. Uh, the population of Bardstown, Kentucky is 13,000 people. So that's like a college. Like, that's yeah. It's small. That is some like with middle seats, that's some planes. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> or like, honestly, it's like Spirit Airlines. <laughs> uh, God, honestly. Yeah, so the the Hauk family is really prominent in this town. Brooks even ran for sheriff at one point. So, like, people knew who this guy is. He went from running for sheriff to running from the sheriff. From the sheriff. Literally. (laughs) Actually, not really. I love it. So true. Um, So, as we mentioned before, they had one child together, although, according to Crystal's family, Brooks didn't really accept her other children um, her mom told Oxygen that, like, for example, if they went to the grocery store, he would only buy the food for Eli and then Crystal would have to buy the food for the rest of the kids, which is just uh, like so fucked. That is so. Oh, no. I, that makes me sad. Yeah. yeah. And also, like some of Crystal's friends uh, told Oxygen that she kind of changed after they got together. They never hung out. Uh, they felt Brooks was controlling. And. He seems that I mean, also, like the definition of controlling, I feel like is being like, I'm not going to feed our children that like or the children that live with us. Yeah. And so not shockingly, he was pretty much immediately uh, questioned by police. He so as we kind of mentioned, he says that he saw Crystal when they went to bed. And then when he got up, which was around 8 a.m., she wasn't there. Now, here's where it got like more sketchy. So he says that he wasn't really surprised or alarmed that she wasn't there. He didn't go to the police. He didn't report her missing because he said that she would kind of he said he thought she went to her cousin Sabrina's house, which Brooks claims she would do sometimes when they would fight. He literally told Nancy Grace shouts out to our queen. I was going to say a queen. I wasn't sure, but sure. A queen. I mean, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not going to say a queen. I'm going to say our queen that comes on the podcast True. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. Yes, our queen. So he actually told Nancy Grace that she had done this like between four and six times. Like they got in a fight. She goes to her cousin Sabrina's house. Um, However, Sabrina says that in the three years that Crystal and Brooks were together, she only came over twice. She stayed for one or two hours and then never spent the night. Our girl Sabrina with the receipts. Yes, we stand. So then like Sabrina told Oxygen that the morning Crystal went missing, Brooks texted her to ask if she'd uh, seen her hmm. um, but again Brooks never filed the police report it took Crystal's mom to do that and then also despite family and friends community members searching acres of multiple counties and they were doing this on foot four wheelers with canines and boats so it was like the whole fucking shebang like they brought out all the guns truly search yeah, but guess who never participated in these search, according to Crystal's family? Mm, Dua Lipa. <laughs> Dua Lipa. <laughs> yeah, Dua Lipa probably didn't. <laughs> but neither did Brooks. <gasps> and that's more shocking. Right. And so he told our girl Nancy that his searches were like behind the scenes with the Nelson County Sheriff's Office, uh, which 
how do you search behind the scenes in a town or doing a while doing a sweep of a place? Because you you need to search the scenes. You know what I mean? That's like honestly very valid. <laughs> There's no behind did you the, search scenes. the scenes. Bro? Yeah, like sir, what? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess you could use the argument that his brother was in law enforcement, but that's mm. a fun little twist we'll get to in a minute. We'll get into that. Um, but no, I, I think that was like complete bullshit. Like, oh, you know, you're not, like you're too good to comb the ground because what you have some skill that like whatever. So then on July 8th, 2015, which was like five days after Crystal went missing, Brooks did sit down voluntarily with police for an interview. He said that. Basically, they went to his farm. I think his family owned like some farms and they left for this farm around 7 p.m. His mom was there. They walked around the farm and there was like a fire. It's <laughs> honestly it's really not clear like what what's going on, what his account is, like what this fire is about. Um, the journalist in the Oxygen documentary pointed out that it was rainy that weekend, though. So it's kind of yeah. weird to be walking around setting a bonfire when it's rainy. Yeah. And also we'll get into his mom in a little bit too. Oh yeah, we sure will. And so then Brooke said they left the farm around five minutes to midnight and they got home at like 1220. Just a little, you know, a nighttime farm stroll, a nighttime farm stroll that she then unwound with by playing like words with friends. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And basically Brooks's excuse. And then, you know, the other question is like, okay, well, like, why weren't you calling her and stuff like that? Why weren't you trying to get a hold of her? His excuse was that so basically like in the past when they had gone into fights, if he would call her a lot and blow up her phone, he'd make it worse. But he also said that they hadn't had a fight. True. So he's already even one interview in just completely contradicting himself and Mother Nature. (laughs) Yeah. I just feel like Oprah. Like, so what is the truth? Yeah. Right. Were you silent or were you silenced? Love it. Yeah. I don't know why I just did my oppression of oprah like that it sounded more like batman so let's go with that (laughs) um so investigators did search a farm owned by the hauk family but brooks has not been charged in connection to the disappearance however he was named a suspect in october 2015 at which point uh rogers was presumed dead and i mean basically as you can like imagine crystal's sister doesn't believe like anything brooks says yeah, no, none of her family does. I mean, do I? Like, no. Yeah, no. So he also took a lie detector test that was inconclusive. But as we mentioned, he did call into Nancy Grace to say that he is innocent mm-hmm. and then provided all these kind of half-assed justifications. Yeah, I gave a lot of quotes to people and places being like, you know, we're keep on keeping on. We're doing our thing, holding on our hope. It's like, what, are, what else are you holding on to? The evidence, in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah. And then in June 2018, after three years of not saying anything, uh, Brooks finally did comment on the case. He told WDRB, a local station slash outlet, I suppose. Yes, that's where we got a lot of these sources from, too, because always trust the local news. Yeah, I think it's a local station. He said, I have been advised, you know, to ride the wave and keep on keeping on. And that's what I've done. And it's worked out great this far. I mean, like, look, I'm not going to come for the guy for not talking to the media. Like, I don't really feel like that ever works out in your favor, whether you are guilty or not. Fair, fair. But like, you know, I think not 
participating in any of the searches is a little suspect. Yeah. And also just giving random quotes like your Joe Dirt, like keep on keeping on. That's like life's a garden, dig it. You know what I mean? It's like, right. this is very like just a weird energy going on. Right. And it's worked out great. Like, what do you mean? The mother of your kid is like missing. Yeah. So Sheriff Ed Mattingly, who was leading the case, and we'll get into kind of how we know some of the sheriffs and police officers in this town. So Sheriff Ed Mattingly said that Brooks was cooperative at first, but then a little bit more down the line of just like even in that moment and in years to come, kind of said that he would totally label him as a suspect just because there was a lot of sketchiness to it. And he just sort of like felt that he was just sort of going through the motions at first, but then kind of going through motions that kind of could have been more covering up. And there is another Mm. person involved that could have been maybe given him tips of how to be a very cooperative, great, um, not even suspect, but just person involved. We're going to get into brother Hauk, Nick Hauk. So just like it did not take that long for people to be suspicious of the husband, Brooks, the brother also came up because Nick, his brother, was an officer for the local police department and allegedly did not want his brother talking with the investigator. I mean, like, Uh, it's kind of funny because, like, look, I think that that is generally blanket good advice to not talk to the police, but it's like, but this is your people. Like, so what are you saying? That's what I don't get where I'm like, can't you just be like, Hey, Ed, my brother's coming in, you know, just be nice to him. You know what I mean? I feel like that is kind of like the yeah. language they would just talk. away with way worse than yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, so. like, I'm like, so you totally, with this setting, I'm like, you just think your brother would go on out and like accidentally confess. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, and on also Nick refused to be interviewed too. And then kind of got ordered to That's cooperate. shady to me because yeah. again, like- this is your people. I feel like I'm Michael B. Jordan and Black Panther. I'm like, is this your king? Like, <laughs> like this is your people. Like, what do you mean you don't want to talk to them? That's suspicious as fuck, I think. And also, like, so, like, when you're, like, getting coffee in the break room, you're like, don't talk to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know, right? It must be awkward mm-hmm. to, um, you know, be working at that time. Yeah. So they also, the same t- night that Brooks was interviewed by police, they drove to the farm again. Mm-hmm. And uh, sketch sketch to do what? To do what? This infamous farm. And Nick also claimed that he totes did not remember going to the farm or what they did that night. Um, I don't think do I you, don't I, like. What do you mean you don't remember? That's not like no. even if even if you black out at brunch, you remember going to brunch. You know what I mean? So you like you can't black out like not knowing the anything about it. Right. I mean, it's also not like, I mean, when was he interviewed? I don't think it was that much later. No, it was just like, yeah. So it's sort of like, come on, boy, you have to have some recall on this. But shortly after that, even his cop car was searched and he was taken in for questioning where he also refused. Uh, police said in an interview that luminol lit up all over the trunk of his car. Uh, but yeah, luminol is like the shit that they spray and then they do the blue light and then, the- you know. All, all over the trunk of his cop car. Yeah. So he truly, the car that is, he's, you know, solving crimes in could be pu- helping someone on the side of the road, you know, a lot of things. Um, however, the police are allowed to lie to you in interviews. So maybe they were lying, but who knows? Uh, but- yeah. That was kind of like something I, I watched like the tape of where they were saying, I mean, they said that like Luminol lit up all over the trunk of his cop car, but also like we don't actually know if that's true. Exactly. Yeah. 
they're allowed to lie to you. (laughs) And then he did curse out in a polygraph exam too much, which I sort of feel is suspicious, but like, I guess like, you just like saying like, go fuck you. Go fuck you. Like, I'm like, why why are you cursing at all these people that you know? Like so aggressive, like from like out of nowhere, it was like very zero to 100. Yeah. And um, what, also a zero to 100, but not really because it's very uh, should have happened, is that he was fired from the department, spoiler alert, for interfering with the case the same day that his brother was named a suspect. And yes. sketch, and another add on sketch. Bro, like, come on. come on, bro. And also, come on, grandma. Come on, grandma. The suspects run in the goddamn family here with Anna Whiteside. She is now what she was associated with the case too because of her Buick, which is kind of an iconic reason to get tied up into a missing person's case. Your, oh, yeah. Who your white Buick. Buick. I know. I mean, grandma's everywhere. So, uh, truth, honestly, if the car fits, if the car fits, it was the first word I learned how to spell as a kid. Really? Yeah, because my babysitter, who was very old, <laughs> Uh, would cover up the Buick sign while driving. So one hand smoking a cigarette, one hand covering up Buick, no hands on the wheel, and just made me practice smell it, spell it, and would never, and would chain smoke inside the car, but never roll down the windows because she didn't want me to get a cold. So what? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Wait, yeah. but secondhand smoking is cool. Like, I, it, I don't uh, think she, she was like uh, 76. So I don't think she knew what secondhand smoking oh, was. God. She was just she was just a, a fun babysitter. God bless her. Um, oh my god! But anyway, get back to this grandma. According to court documents, a private investigator found that a white Buick was parked in a peculiar location at the Hawks family farm the same night Crystal disappeared. Dun 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 dun. Gosh. So the grandma the grandma apparently sold her car and said she gave that information, but also was refusing to testify. So now it's like, did she sell the car just to sell her car? Did she sell the car because uh, we use this car to maybe transport a body or do some shady shit? No one knows. Uh, and I mean, can't they just track the car down to like whoever she sold it to? I wonder if she sold it for parts or just like cash deal type of thing. Hmm. I don't know. And also, she's an 82-year-old woman tied to it. And she's not, she, I, I think mean, she's, listen, like, you're not driving much at 82. No. And also, I think... again, that's kind of sketch. Very sketch. And I feel like, too, she's in the position, she's like, you're going to... I've lived 82 years of life. You think I'm, you're going <laughs> to terrify me? Oh, my God, right? Like, come at me, police department. <laughs> come at me. Yeah. <laughs> me at 82. <laughs> oh, my God, right? <laughs> So, and then, then it gets like even more interesting. Like, I don't know what the hell is happening in this town. I mean, I do. And I don't think it's good. No, I, mean, I don't, I don't know. I just suspect. Woo. Okay. So here's the thing. So Tommy Ballard, Crystal's dad was really like spearheading this search. He was super vocal about um, calling Hauk the chief suspect. That's Brooks. He was super involved with the search for Crystal. He was apparently funding a lot of these searches. So he was very much... Um, like raising, like keeping the awareness on the case. And like, he wasn't giving up on looking. And this is where I feel like this shit turns into a movie because Tommy Ballard was fatally shot in November, 2016. 
<sighs> and the incident happened while he was hunting with his 11 year old grandson and they were hunting on family property. And now, according to Crystal's brother and some investigators who went and looked, there was basically this part of the woods where the branches were cut, which would give someone a clear shot to the area they were hunting. And these branches had never been cut before. I mean, is that I'm like, I guess that is I also know nothing about nature. Yeah, I mean, I do think it's a little bit sketch or it could just be a coincidence. Mm. But what is what makes it even more like is that he did tell his wife, Sherry, that he thought he was being followed in the time leading up to his death. So I don't know. I mean, Sherry is convinced it wasn't an accident and that it has to do with Crystal's disappearance. I think that could be true. It is kind of sketchy. Like, it is a very weird coincidence and just, like, happening all to... It's, like, one of those things where, like, how can so much happen to one family? You hear horror stories, but you're like, there has to be a link or something. Oh, well, speaking of, I also read in the Oxygen documentary that Tommy's sister was murdered in 1979 in the same town. So it really is just, like, how much can happen to one family? Truly. Like, what is going on not only in this town, but to this family. Yeah, I don't know. And then so regarding Tommy's death, I mean, Sherry is convinced it wasn't an accident. It has to do with Crystal's disappearance. Sherry has a couple of theories as to why Crystal could have been targeted. One is that maybe her daughter overheard something she shouldn't have about an unsolved murder nearby, which we'll get into in a sec. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the only theory so far. Yeah. <laughs> but that's her, that's her main theory. So uh, like a lot is going on. And the main thing that she was talking about was Jason Ellis. So the theory that she was working with Sarah's, what Sarah was saying is kind of like the main theory that is driving Crystal's mom is that she overheard the police officer, uh, some intel about a police officer who was murdered, Jason Ellis. He was ambushed on his way home from work in uh, 2013 with a 12 gauge shotgun or gauge shotgun. Gauge. You got it. I got it. Okay. SVU. You know what is kind of interesting to me? So many pronunciations I've learned from SVU, like indict. Did you know that bitch has a C in the middle of the fucking word? It is tricky. And also so many Italian uh, pronunciations I learned from Carisi. Oh, yes. Ugh, a king. Uh, what a king. Uh, for Milan <laughs> on the show. Uh, here's what gets interesting, Sarah. The incident took place on Bluegrass Parkway. What is up with this highway? And that is the highway, if you don't remember, that her car was found, Crystal's car was found without Crystal. So the mom kind of like, I'm, and this is now like me joining the mom's theory. I'm like, did Crystal hear something about that? And then they left the car here on the same place where he was murdered as kind of like a warning situation sign. He, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Yeah, none of that has really held up a lot. But like Sarah said, there's a lot of fucking weird shit going on in this town. There were other two other... Uh, unsolved murders, Kathy and Samantha, uh, Netherland in 2014. And someone basically like, it's, it's just a lot like they were like a mother daughter duo. And this was a really gruesome one. Like Samantha was a high school student. Kathy was a teacher. I think like one of them, I think the daughter was stabbed and I forgot what happened to the mom, but it was just really, um, just like super gruesome. And that also is unsolved. Um, the, Samantha's older sister kind of thought they were maybe targeted by a gang initiation ritual. Um, but but still, it's just very like, 
I don't know what's going on here. So, yeah, what the fuck is going on? And also, and- why aren't the police solving these murders? <laughs> How do they just keep on happening? Like, it's insane. Like, yeah. So uh, some updates, because that's where we kind of are kicking up to this case and kind of how we started talking about it or it got onto our radar a little bit more. Uh, This uh, article from the same local news station from March of this year, 2021, uh, said like after five years of like truly nothing basically going on to help find Crystal or get answers, there finally was renewed action in the case and the FBI swooped in and swooped in in a big way. Oh, yeah. And we love to see it. We love to see FB. Hi, we've been waiting for you. That should have been the banner. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, and I think they pro- I think they came in with like 150 officers or agents. Yo. Yeah. I didn't in- even know they had that many. Like I didn't either. But hmm. OK, maybe, maybe they some- have an opening. Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> You're like, I got this. Right. Like, do I call Quantico? Do they call me? Like, how does it work? Right. You're like, do you just DM them? Just Quantico on Instagram. <laughs> I'm ready to report for yeah. duty. <laughs> uh, so they came in and took a bunch of evidence from notable homes, including Brooks's home. So you'd think like an answer would immediately come from this. Not quite. It kind of, they kind of went around town asking a bunch of people questions, taking a bunch of evidence, and it sort of has been zilch quiet for a while. Uh, People also are kind of being critical over like, how useful will this information and evidence be five and a half years later? But what the FBI is hopeful for is that there's so much new tracking software now, aka how you say yes. you you say the word rug and then there's a rug on your Instagram feed type of oh thing. Oh my God, right? I think about like a wedding dress and then it's in my feed, like a dress to wear to a wedding. Exactly. And then <laughs> I'm like, Sarah, okay. You're like, I thought about a fiance and I got one. Like, yeah, thank I you. wish it worked like that. Thank you, Apple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they're hopeful that they'd be able to uh, get something from all of this, like smartphone companies and some of the data, the, some of the stuff they took from Brooks's. Yeah, because I feel like when you a lot of just random apps now, you can you opt into tracking without even knowing it, like Snapchat and shit. Like you have to, oh. like turn that off. So Everything maybe they'll has figure out where people were. Yeah, maybe even, some people weren't where they said they were. Yeah, or maybe even Candy Crush, whatever game she's playing, to be like, okay, she wasn't at this Freaking place at midnight. Candy Crush. Hmm. Um, but the good news is that there is a dedicated team working exclusively on this case. And they said that they are nearing the end of the investigation. That's some good news. It's some good shit. It's some good shit. Um, some interesting thing. Uh, last year in July, July 23rd, July 23rd, Nelson County Sheriff's Office became aware of human remains in a remote area near the Washington County line. They worked with the FBI and sent the remains to Quantico to be analyzed. Uh, still, you know, let's still go. say, let's go. And then, like we said, the FBI took over at the end of last summer. So let's get some. Here's hoping that this new this team can make some moves. Yeah, I mean, like, I think I just feel like they're definitely getting all their ducks in a row. Like they probably have so much shit to just pour over and you don't want to charge someone if you don't want to like arrest someone, if you don't have enough evidence to charge them and you don't want to charge them, if you don't think you're going to convict them. So I feel like it's, you know, a lot of like moving parts that are probably frustrating to the family and people on the outside, but like, I don't know they executed nine search warrants. They had like a bajillion people there. I'm kind of hopeful that they're going to find something. Hopefully. Yeah. 
so who knows? I mean, who knows? It could happen any day now. Like who? I feel like they they move so quick, and and you just never know. We might have to do an update soon. We might. Oh, yeah, here's hoping there could be an update soon. Yeah. Oh, but you know what I think is interesting? Mm-hmm. As I was just researching like updates on the case, I got a lot of local news um, articles. And apparently Brooks is dating another woman named Crystal. I cannot. No. That, like, should, not, that should be illegal. I think that alone is like you're guilty. Look, I know it's a small town in Kentucky, but like how many crystals can there be? How many crystals? I just that is like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I don't I know it's like completely idiotic of me to be like, he's guilty. But that fact alone, I'm just like, that is also so eerie. I'm sorry. Wouldn't he be like, I mean, I guess like if he really vibes with this new crystal, but wouldn't you be weirded out to be like, oh, I dated, I, 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 this is you fucking me think. up? You would think. You would think. Like, I don't even want to date people with the same name as anyone in my family, let alone my uh, child's mother who mysteriously vanished. Vanished near my maybe grandma's white Buick. You know what I mean? Like, Right. And not for nothing, her name is Crystal. It's not like her name is Anne. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I don't. That is a pretty specific name. I just can't believe it. It's it's very specific name. And then also it's also a name that doesn't really have a nickname. No. Chris. Chris. I don't think they would be down for that in Kentucky. You know what I mean? It's very. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I know. I I mean, okay. so what do you think? I think we're probably pretty aligned on our theories. Let's just say the name in three, two, one, Brooks. Brooks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no shit. I like, but yes. also because my favorite thing is, I'm like, okay, so it's either Brooks, Brooks and his brother, Brooks and his grandma, or Brooks the brother and the grandma. So it's one of those combos altogether. Yeah, I think it's definitely either Brooks and the brother or the three of them. Yeah, like a, like a charmed spinoff of the three of these people causing chaos. Yeah. Yeah. I do think it was a family affair. Even if the family didn't actually murder her, I think they were involved in covering it up. Oh, without a doubt. Yes. Yes. So the moral of the story is kids don't trust people named Brooks or Burke. Trust, trust (laughs) no one. Trust no one. And, Um, and also listen, listen to red flags because he seems like a shitty person from the beginning. Yeesh. Yeah. I feel like it's time to bring in our lovely Ooh. Jorge. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. Hey, Jorge. Hey, Jorge. <laughs> so today we're going to be playing a game about video games. Since oh, Brooke's main alibi is that apparently she was playing video games. We're going to do an audio round this time around. I'm going to play sounds from very, very classic video games. And the first person to correctly guess the game will get a point. Oh, wow. Are we ready? Okay. Yeah. All right. First up. Zelda? No. This is a mobile game. Oh, uh, is it Candy Crush? 
It is Candy Crush, Sarah. Ooh. Well done. Oh my god, I do not play games on my phone. I just have I just scroll I through Instagram that. like an obsessed person. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> well, Candy Crush, it's um it's considered to be one of the most successful games that uses the freemium model, which is like it's completely free to play, but you can pay for extras or if you get stuck Ooh. You can pay for ways to get out of your your binds, and at its peak, this is actually pretty insane. It was making about a million dollars a day. Are you what? kidding me? Who's paying for Candy Crush, guys? Literally everyone. Apparently, oh in 2020, gosh. apparently the total revenue for this game was 1.1 billion dollars. <laughs> Okay. Oh my God. Which is more than the GDP of St. Kitts and Nevis, like a whole country. Shit. It's insane. Okay. That is wild. I guess a dollar a day really makes a difference. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Next up. Oh, um, Mart now. Oh, um, 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 um. I'm playing it in my head. Is it Pac-Man? Yeah. It is Pac-Man, Sarah. Uh, You're right again. With his hand motions. (laughs) I just could do that. (laughs) So this was originally a Japanese game that was then imported to the United States. And originally the name for Pac-Man was Puck-Man with a P because he kind of looks like a puck. But they actually changed Mm -hmm. the name from Puck-Man to Pac-Man because they were scared that the P would get changed to an F by oh, yeah. creative graffiti artists. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. Smart. That's <laughs> so fair. It's, it's pretty smart. Very smart. Pretty smart. And it looks like it paid off because Pac-Man is apparently the brand with the highest awareness in North America out of any character. More wow. than anyone else, people recognize Pac-Man. Are you serious? More than any other one. Hmm. Can I say to one of the most fun games? It is really fun. I love it's a little frustrating sometimes, but I do like it. It's a fun game. All right, Sarah is leading two to zero, but it's still anyone's game. Okay. All right, next up. Is like the Space Invader one? No. Angry Birds? Not Angry Birds. It's one of the classic games. Is it Zelda? Not Zelda. Donkey Kong? I feel like I should know this. If you're good at this game, you'd be very good at packing U-Hauls. Oh, um, Tetris? Tetris! Uh, It's Tetris. You got it. So, did you actually know that the pieces are called Tetriminos? Mm, No. Crazy. And... Weirdly enough, a fun fact that I found is that there's been a lot of scientific research about the effects of playing this game on your brain. And research from Dr. Richard Heyer and some friends found that prolonged Tetris activity can lead to more efficient brain activity. So moderate play of Tetris, which is half an hour a day for three months, boosts general cognitive functions such as critical thinking, reasoning, language, and processing, and increases cerebral cortis thickness. Love that. So video games are good for your brain. Hey, kids, drop out of school right now and just play Tetris. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Just play Tetris. Just tell your parents that you'll be better at critical thinking. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Two to one from Sarah, but Danny is mounting a comeback. Okay. Here's our next game. 
Is it Brick Breaker? Is this Angry Birds? <laughs> Not Angry Birds. Something in... Is it like Something Donkey Kong? It is Donkey Kong! Oh, okay. <laughs> well done! Okay! Turn up. <laughs> well, this has like a little beat to it, too. I could like... Yeah, this actually, I think, was my favorite video game growing up. I used to play Donkey Kong Country all the time. And this actually leads pretty nicely to the next game, which I will play. Oh, uh, Mario. Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, Sarah, you oh. just got it by a second. I'll let you have it. So these two I kind of played together because Mario was originally a character in the Donkey Kong franchise in oh. which he was called Jumpman. <laughs> Jumpman, Jumpman. <laughs> I was, oh my God, yes. But then he was changed to Mario because the creator Shigeru Miyamoto was living in the United States and had a, basically like a warehouse space where they were keeping all the, all the games and stuff. And their landlord was apparently a very nice guy who gave him a great deal. And his name was Mario. Aww. So he decided to name the, game, the, the character after this guy who was, just, who was actually kind of very instrumental in making sure that Mario oh, was cute. able to that be created. That is so cute. Yeah. And this game, Mario, was released in 1985. It's so old, which is kind of crazy to think about. And it, it's one of the best-selling games of all time with over 58 million units sold. Oh, shit. Wow. Mm -hmm. All right. So this is our last clip. Ooh. And it's anyone's game. Sarah is leading three to two. But Danny, if you get this, you might tie the game. Okay. Ooh. All right. Here we go. Oh, Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so good. Daddy, I think you got it oh, just yeah. in time. I was a Pokemon like, pro as a child. Oh, really? I so love... you used to play Pokemon? That's oh, so I funny. played it so much. Oh, my God. The original name for this was Pocket Monsters. There we go. Uh, oh, and then they works. named it Pokemon just for catchiness. And it's turned into a huge multimedia brand with the trading card game, the anime show that I used to watch every Saturday morning, oh, yes. um, tons of video games across the years. So, Danny, you played Pokemon. Did you play too? Oh, Sarah? that was my youth. I would like throw rocks pretending it would be like a Pokeball <laughs> that would like come out. Like, oh my God, now I just miss my youth. God. I like that was my, like, that's what I would consider my Harry Potter. I would be like, oh, when I'm 13, I'm going to be a Pokemon master. Like, it's okay, guys. Did not happen. Did you guys ever play Pokemon Snap? That's the thing where the people would do the thing or no? It, it was a game that came out. Oh, with the photo one. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You were in a safari and the whole point of the game was just to like capture Pokemon <laughs> by throwing nice pictures at them. And then it rated you on like composition and how many Pokemons you could get on a picture. It was so fun. I went, oh, I Wait, love that. did you guys get into the Pokemon Go craze? No. No, I didn't. Okay, no. yeah, me either. I'm like, I'm not going to play a video game to run. You know what I mean? Like, gonna, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's like supposed to be mutually exclusive. I'm either running or I'm playing yes. a video game. I'm not doing exactly. both. All right. So this game is a tie. The first tie Ooh. in history. Ooh. You both won. 
Congratulations. You're both. I love it. We're both the winners. We're both, both the we're winners. Both gamers, I this, guess. No. You're both gamers. Also, if you enjoyed this game and you like video games in general, there's this awesome documentary series on Netflix that I watched recently called High Score, which is Ooh. super cool. It goes through the history of video games. And even if you're not super into video games, it's like, it's a great watch. It's super entertaining. It also gets into the culture at the time. It's, it's a good watch. Highly oh, recommend it. That's cool. Yeah. All right, sweet. So I'm going to check out High Score. And while I'm doing that, everyone listening should check out our Facebook page, Not Another True Crime Group. Yes. And please also rate, review, subscribe, give us five stars wherever you're listening to us. We love it. We love you guys. We really appreciate it. Uh, you know also, follow us on our brand new IG handle. It's at Not Another True Crime. I know it's really long, but someone actually said this on the in the dms which was so funny they were like did you change it because people were getting the old handle confused with the naacp and i was like no but i can kind of see that okay okay (laughs) it's a bunch of letters that contain n a n p so yes no more acronym we're not another true crime and um you can also follow me on instagram sarah lameem you can follow me at Cashmere Danny, Cashmere with a K. Danny, what wine are you going to drink this weekend? I'm curious. Ooh. I'm going to do, I'm staring right now at a fun, my friend brought it over. It's kind of like, it's a bubbly rosé. Ooh, love that. We have a little bit of that, yeah. I think I have, it's, oh, fuck, it's, it's like some kind of white wine, but it's, it's like dry white. I think that's literally what it's called. Oh, so that's like a, but that's been chilling in my fridge. Um, I've been saving it for my post vaccine and oh, exciting! Dig into that tomorrow night, I believe. So, oh my God, fun. you know, okay. big plants. Cheers to that! Yeah. So, cheers to both of us. Cheers to you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be in your ear next week. Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales-Pico and Sean Kilby. Our hosts are Sarah Levine and Danny Murphy. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to natc at betches.com. Betches.